Have you ever wondered how to make sense out of your messy life or how to live in peace in the middle of a stressful world? My name is Jamie Norton, and I want to welcome you to the Making Peace and Beyond podcast, where we talk about life struggles and how to live in the peace, joy, and freedom that Christ died to give us. And I'm here with Michael Campbell, who is a children and family pastor for uh, Grace Christian and Missionary Alliance Church in Cleveland, and is just a delightful guy. And today, we're just going to talk a lot about something I think is one of the most important gifts we've ever received, and that is forgiveness. We particularly feel the need to talk about it in this day of cancel culture mm. and talk about the price and the cost of unforgiveness. So, Michael, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me today and being here as always and getting to a dialogue about some you know, tough things sometimes, but I think um, being able to talk this stuff out could be healthy for not just us as we go through it, but continue uh, for anybody else who's listening. So, yeah, very happy to be here. I'm doing well. You know, it's, it's really, uh, there's a lot of confusion about what forgiveness is, and you know, so if you had to, in one little fell swoop, define what you saw forgiveness as, what would you say? Oh, forgiveness is, it's, <laughs> it, it's so deep. It's not a, a wiping clean like you're forgetting everything. I mean, biblically, we see God forgiving our sins and Christ dying for us, and he no longer remembers our sin because of the righteousness of Jesus. However, on a very practical level, that's where it starts to, like, get tough interrelationally, like, okay, do I forgive? Do I forget? But forgiveness is not just saying like, you know what, it's okay, or, you know, now you and I are done, but it's a little bit further than that. Like, is there reconciliation? Is there forgiveness? Is there forgetting? Um, so I think there's a huge spectrum about what that can look like within a relationship. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a lot deeper. I know we'll get into this as we keep on going. Yeah, I think I think forgiveness is just freedom. It's freedom from being connected to painful experiences in sure. your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 freedom from building bitterness and resentment. Yeah. I mean, resent resentment is just resentiment. It's about refeeling mm-hmm. and you refeel and you refeel and then you just build this big wall of yeah. bitterness. And forgiveness is the gift we have for not doing that. Yeah. And I think there's so much confusion because uh, we tend to believe that forgiveness is for the other person, yeah. you know, that I'm somehow yeah. letting you off the hook. Yeah. And actually, forgiveness is very selfish. It's very mm. personal. I mean, it yeah. frees me. It doesn't free you. It just returns yeah. judgment to God mm-hmm. and yes. allows vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Yes. And the reason I think that that forgiveness is so stressed. It's interesting, as a Christian, it's not a suggestion. It's yeah. a command. You know, it's the only thing in the Lord's Prayer that is conditional. Mm. You know, that I mean, it goes, you know, give me my bread, you know, holy be their name. But yeah. when it comes to forgiveness, it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive as we those I think who trespass against so us. That is so hard to do because it's so natural to not forgive somebody. I think it's just because who we are and the comfort that we have, the sin within us, whatever, but that is such a natural thing to do. When I f- forgive somebody, I know, you know, there was a time 
a half a century ago, <laughs> when my children's father left yeah. with my best friend. And I was very, very unforgiving. <laughs> I was very connected to the pain that I felt. I was very connected to being the victim. I was very connected to uh, just not being able to move beyond that in my mind and yeah. my life. Um, it affected the way I treated people. I was unable to get close to people. Mm-hmm. Um and we would get into these real screaming matches on the telephone. I mean, it was just, you know, blah, 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 yeah. you know, and and just dumping anger on each other. And one day I had a friend that lived next door. I was in an apartment, and the friend walked in and took the phone out of my hand and hung it up. You know, just, you don't have to live like that anymore. And... That, to me, is a picture of forgiveness. Mm. He could stay over there and yell and scream all he wanted to. He could be him. I was not responsible for his behavior. But what hanging the phone up gave me the capacity to not live like that any longer. And that's forgiveness. And I have a vision in my mind Mm. when life happens to me that I go back and I have this hang up the phone. Yeah. Hang up the phone. It's the greatest gift in the world not to have to live in anger, not to have to live in bitterness, not to have to see yourself as a victim, to be able mm-hmm. to, to see yourself as unable to move on. I hear a lot of times people say, I can't get over it. Yeah. Well, yes, you can. God gave us a gift to do that. Mm-hmm. We can get over it, and we can have a different life, but we can't until we forgive our past. Yeah. The other unfortunate thing about unforgiveness, is we tend to become what we hate. Mm. And if I go back to that conversation with my children's father, you know, it wasn't a conversation. It was a yelling match. Sure. <laughs> you know, but when yeah. I went back to that, it was not only him acting in an inappropriate and disrespectful, dishonoring way. Yeah. It was me acting that way because mm. we mirror things. We have these mirror neurons that help us to mirror each other. Mm. And I was mirroring the very behavior that I hated. Yeah. And I see that often, that until we forgive, we can't see ourselves as like the other person We can't see ourselves as human beings who have the capacity to have really, really bad behavior, that we're sinful creatures, that we're going to do those things to each other. And when we're connected to those things, we do those things we said we wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. I have someone really close to me that has been totally unforgiving and has literally become if if reincarnation was real she would be the reincarnation <laughs> of this of this yeah. person she hated yeah and i see that so often and the and the gift that jesus brought us is that we don't have to live in sin we don't have to live in our sin but we also don't have to live in the sin of anybody else mm-hmm. you know and so when we forgive we remove ourselves from that sin and it's a very, it's a very powerful, powerful uh, thing. And we we tend to see it as very almost self righteous. I'm not yeah. going to forgive you. I was hurt. Yeah. And what I found over and over again is we have to give up what we need from the person we need to yes. forgive. Yep. If I needed you to see how much you hurt me, mm. I need to give that up. If I need to see what you you to see what you did to me. You, I need to give that up. Yeah. If I need for you to hurt like I hurt, then I need mm-hmm. to give that up. 
If I need to uh, feel like I destroy your life because you, I feel like you destroyed my life, yeah. that's a feeling. That's not a truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and, yeah, and those unmet expectations do lead to resentment over and over that you'd have for them. And so I think that having that 50-50 understanding that, hey, they got to own their own stuff. And you and I have talked about it before, but when we talk about forgiveness, like, okay, I will forgive them when they do this, that puts them in full control because then you are still chained to that relationship saying, I'm going to be dependent on that other party for me to properly heal. Exactly. And so, and they become that God in, in that two-way relationship. So how do we put down the phone saying like, listen, I've done my part, I forgive, but how would you um, succinctly, I suppose, so somebody who's like, listen, I know I'm supposed to forgive. I know I'm supposed to, They and maybe they, they were legitimately sinned against and it's wrong. That person is in full blame. How do they... How do they start that healing process to forgive? I think part of it is prayer. I mean, yeah. the first thing is prayer. Lord, help me to want to want to pray for that person. And then you have to say, yeah. help me want to pray for that person. Well, help me pray for that person. Lord, I'm praying Gosh, for that person, yeah. but I don't want them to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know. And then, Lord, help them to mm-hmm. have the peace that you've given me. I mean, mm-hmm. I think prayer— So it's like supernatural. Right. Because, okay. it, I can't forgive on my own. I can't forgive me on my own because, I mean, so many people say, I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. Yeah. And it's like, who the heck do you think you are? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you yeah. know it, you've got a, a, a forgiveness of all of the world and the whole whole universe, and you think that your little sins are so big that mm-hmm. the God of the universe who made you cannot forgive you and redo you. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus went to a whole lot of trouble to yeah. give us, you know, new life. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said the cross is the picture of what we do to ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. And the resurrection is the picture of what God gives to us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what forgiveness gives to us is resurrection. You know, it gives us you know, resurrection in this life of ability to start a new day. Yeah. You know, and so I think the beginning is pray, (laughs) you know, and pray. When you pray, you'll be convicted. Yeah. Because, you know, know, I think we, you know, whatever that prevents us from loving our brother keeps us from really being at the altar. And so as soon as we try to go to the altar, it says, oh, wait a minute, you got to do that. But But it's kind of a... It's kind of a thing that um, you 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 begin to really look at how you've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I think I've done every sin that was ever created, you know. And and God has used all of that, as as my aunt used to say. You have a, God gave you a rough training program because He sure gave you a big job, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, but the 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 thing is that. Because of that, it's really hard for me to see somebody as worse than me, you know, or me as better than somebody else. Yeah. You know, I, I can't, I can't see that. But one of the things that really convicted me is is how much like that person I have become, mm-hmm. or how much like that I am, and. What I am getting out of my unforgiveness is the mm. other big key to forgiving. We hold yeah. on to our unforgiveness to justify the behavior we have now toward that person. Why do you think that happens? Why do you think it bleeds over so 
contagiously, I guess, like that kind of behavior from that other party. Why do you think we become that person? I think you swim in polluted fishbowl, you get polluted. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like we accommodate each other. We adapt to each other. We do have mirror neurons, actual Mm -hmm. mirror neurons that reflect what we see. And and so over Mm -hmm. time, we do tend to accommodate that. The other thing is that we are born into a story that's already going on. And most of the time, you know, Mm -hmm. if I grew up speaking... German, then I'm going to speak German. And if I leave Germany because I don't want to live like that anymore because my family is drinking, drugging, yelling, screaming, whatever, then I'm going to gravitate. I go into a group of people and 10 of them speak English and one speaks German. Who am I going to talk to? So we find each other at the level of emotional availability that we Mm -hmm. have. Yeah. And somebody told me that, and I, I tell you the truth, I was married to a very person who had a lot of issues. <laughs> and, and, and somebody said, you know, you, you will have your relationships are going to be at the same level of emotional availability yeah. that you are. And I looked across the table and saw what I thought was the sickest person I knew. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. oh, my goodness, yeah. I've got a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know um, a challenge that I see many um, including myself at times with forgiveness is I will forgive because it's going to give me X, Y, and Z. Mm. Whereas like, I, I think the nature and person of Jesus Christ is a lot more than that. So when he died on the cross to that our sins would be forgiven, and when he was Christ as a person was getting beaten severely and crucified on the cross and beard ripped and bloodied, his reaction was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. But his prayer for forgiveness wasn't like, God, forgive them so that they'll stop doing this. His prayer was, forgive them, and that was it. He, he was already dying. So there's no expectation or demand for reciprocation. It was a natural, innate nature from mm-hmm. the person of God to forgive others. And so what you were saying earlier about that being like, an expectation for a follower of Jesus is just to forgive without expectation that there will be anything else from the other party. And so that becomes a very difficult place to walk as a Christian saying like, I love justice. God, you also love justice, but help us forgive without expecting the other person to Mm -hmm. fix their situation or to fix our relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that what you just said really leads me to another kind of way to begin forgiving. I have this thing that I do because I think in pictures, and I I go take my little wine. You know what a wine is? It's anger coming through a small hole. Okay, I think of wine (laughs) a little bit differently. But but, um, but it's like taking your... Your 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 bad stuff, the stuff gotcha. that is yeah. trapping you to the foot of the cross, and just telling Jesus about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and with the blood dripping on your head, and yeah, and right. and hearing him say, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Yeah. And I think that they know not what they do is important because yeah. most of us don't intentionally hurt each other. Most of us are self centered. Most of us don't yeah. intentionally 
hurt each other. I don't wake up in the morning and think, how can I hurt Michael this morning? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but we step on each other's toes because we have different beliefs and different yeah. expectations. And and now, I, you know, one of the reasons I think we're doing this particular podcast is because we live in a world that is intolerant of any individual differences. Mm. And so we're in this cancel atmosphere where if you don't say what I like, you don't do what I like, then I get to cancel you. And in the process of canceling you, I'm judging you as less than me. And and that is so sad to me. But the end result for that person who does all the canceling is that ultimately you will cancel every person in your life. Exactly. Because no one is going to be totally in agreement with everything you do and then say exactly what you say. You know, yeah. and and so I think it's particularly important that we throw forgiveness on the plate because yes, you know, one of the things that Scripture says in Matthew, right under the Lord's Prayer, is mm-hmm. if you do not forgive, your Father in heaven will not forgive you. Yeah, and isolation is the worst possible you know punishment, except for yeah. uh, torture. Yeah, you know, physical torture, isolation, mm-hmm. shunning, you know. Isolating yourself away from people has a really dire cost. Yeah, that that's so hard for somebody too. So even reading or understanding that verse. So, so let's say somebody's legitimately born again, follower of Christ, but there is something there still where maybe it's you know a severe sin. Maybe somebody was raped or somebody was killed, something like that. Where that is a natural response. Be like, I can't, I can't. I can't get past that. So how do we as Christians, we, we should not read that verse where it's like, mm. if I don't forgive, then I'm not going to be saved. Because I think all forgiveness was done on the cross. However, it is a model and a heart posture that every Christian should take saying, God died for the world. Died for that person too. He died for you when you didn't deserve it. Nobody deserves grace and forgiveness. That's We don't. But that supernatural gift from God can get, I, I truly believe, can get us through all of that. Every traumatic situation, that is not making right of any sin. Like I said earlier, there will be justice. God did not create evil. He created justice. And justice is going to happen either at the cross or in hell. And so if there's ever a traumatic situation, I don't want people to think like, oh, well, now I'm going to be separated from God. Like I thought I was a Christian, but I can't forgive him. We're all on a sanctification journey, like becoming more and more like Jesus. And so we can't expect in our current nature that we will be perfect because we're not. And God sees that and he weeps with us Mm -hmm. in those times. And so I want to encourage anybody listening who's still actively struggling, not that you're not saved. God sees that struggle. He cares about that struggle. Um, But we we need to trust him in that process Mm -hmm. that he also sees all that hurt too. I think, I think, being saved and forgiveness are not I think we are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I can't forgive, that does not mean I'm not saved. Exactly. It does not yeah. most of us are like a piece of Swiss cheese. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of solid Christian stuff. There's a lot of yeah. solid I yeah. wanna love people. I wanna be who God wants me to be. I wanna serve. I wanna give. Yeah. But there's holes in it. That's right. <laughs> you yeah. know? That's and right. so in those holds, we are not in – that part of us is separate from God. Mm. You know, that part doesn't fit into who God is. Yeah. So unforgiveness cannot be a part of God. Mm. 
Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. it, 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 he can't not forgive, yeah. you know, because that's what he get, he died for. Yeah. So I think we have to really look at where are my holes? Because those, I mean, I know as I became more and more willing to surrender more and more of me into Christ, which took a long time. I yeah. tell you, you know, a good thing he let me live a long time because I needed <laughs> a long time to even become willing. Yeah. But <clears throat> when all of that happened, you know, because living in Christ is so full of security, of peace, of just all of the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, goodness, kindness, patience. I wanted it. I'm a greedy person. I yeah, want yeah. what God has. God wants me to have what I want. He made me to enjoy those gifts. Yeah. He made me to love people. He made me to love Him. And the things that are blocking that path, He's given me a way back. Mm. He's always given me a way back. So I think that is something we have to really pay attention to. Yeah. So I think it, it's really... The gift of forgiveness is, it, I think we tend to look at it as, this is my burden, I have to forgive you. We like feeling sad. <laughs> and, and we like feeling like, you know, I have a right. Yeah. I have a right to hate you. I have a right to be. And, when, you know, when, when, when my mm. mother died, I was dying, my mother was had the disease of alcoholism and even though she loved me she couldn't love me or mother me well mm. and when she was at the end of her life I remember sitting by the bed looking at her and thinking you know I'm really I wonder if you know I wonder if you know that that, that it will be more of a relief yeah. I know I wonder if you know how you've heard us and praying that she really yeah. didn't. And I thought this woman was a beauty queen at Duke who yeah. lost 50 years of her life to the crazy and nasty mm. disease of alcoholism that ultimately took her life. And and I felt this sadness and compassion and this torrential rainstorm coming yeah. from inside and just tremendously com tremendous compassion for this person mm. who never really got to live herself. Yeah. And... When you know, and, and I felt total forgiveness of all that had ever happened for the next few wow. weeks and months. I, f I I was struggling with guilt, but it wasn't but the guilt over who I had become and who I had justified what I had justified doing to myself and to yeah. her. I felt so justified, you know. Well, when I forgave her and I could see her as a person like myself, you know, I had to deal with mm -hmm. me. I had to deal with my unforgiveness, and, I, and yeah. I had to deal with the guilt of having treated another person in a disrespectful and dishonoring way, and how I had used that to self-destruct. Yeah. It was my excuse for the mm -hmm. things that I was doing to myself as well as the way I was thinking about her. And I think that was such a lesson in what forgiveness, unforgiveness does. Yeah. You know, unforgiveness traps us into unhealthy behaviors. Yeah. You that, know, trying to find empathy for that. And, you know, this is where the, you know, putting yourself in other people's shoes, you mm -hmm. know, that really does hold true. Trying to say, like, you know what, they have their past too. They are the way they are because of maybe their parents or grandparents or the surrounding, you know, area and culture they were raised. What to flip it a little bit, uh, let's say you were the person who's done a lot of bad things. 
I am. <laughs> I know, me too. We've hurt some people, right? Uh, unintentionally and maybe intentionally in our lives. And we're sitting in that guilt. Let's say from two perspectives. One, we still have that relationship with the other party that we hurt. And let's say in an instance where we, we no longer have that connection. Maybe we've moved away or they've passed away or something. How do you, how do we get out of that? For again, how do we get out of the guilt of knowing we were the people we've done wrong to somebody who we can probably reconcile to, and then somebody we can't? I think I think that reconciliation is different from forgiveness. I mean, yeah. it's not necessary after you forgive after you forgive somebody. You do not have to reconcile with mm-hmm. them in a in a strong relationship. And some people you don't. Because they repentance is the other half of reconciliation, yeah. you know. I mean? yeah. And but the the thing that that I find is number one, I have to own it. You have to name it to claim it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I yeah. have to do that. Um, so like owning whatever sins or right. like atrocities you've done. I did done. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that, and then I have to ask forgiveness if that person is still still in life. I have to make yeah. amends, and and I have to ask forgiveness, and. You know, I, I have to ask forgiveness with no expectation that I will be forgiven by that person. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, it's like I have realigned myself with God's will. Because when I yes. truly forgive somebody, that I have become more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter what they do. You know, and so I think it's about really, you know, working into allowing yself to uh, hum- be humble. Yeah, uh, to be honest, to uh, not say yes, I did that, but you exactly yeah. the but you has to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you yeah. is not a good idea, <laughs> you know, yeah. because that leaves you right back to blaming them, the blame shame shift. I did this stuff. because that happened. Right, yeah. we have a a, a a story of you know somebody does horrible things, and they go into the courtroom and they confess everything. To to the judge, and the judge points a finger and says, "You are guilty. Mm-hmm. You did that. Guilt is what you did." Yeah. And he's getting ready to impose a lifelong sentence of shame on you for being such a bad person. And Jesus walks in the back of the courtroom and says, "Excuse me, judge. I'm here to take that guilt and shame. That person is he is free to go. He doesn't yeah. say you're free to be on probation or free to be on parole. He says you're free to go. And it's that freedom." that forgiveness offers hmm. that I think we fail so often as Christians to really embrace. You know, it, it's it's not something we do as self-righteous, you know, oh, gee, I'm a good Christian, I'm going to forgive. It's like yeah. I'm a person who wants to be free, yeah. and I'm a person who has access to freedom, mm-hmm. and if I don't claim it, then it won't happen. Hmm. You know, and so I think that's where, that's where forgiveness yeah. becomes... Um, a real um, gift, yeah. you know, because there's no other way to freedom you, than to receive forgiveness and then give forgiveness. What you said is so powerful and, and understanding what the difference between the guilt and the shame is, because the guilt is like, I did something wrong, whereas the shame is, I am something wrong. Exactly. And they really live with that, like, I am that. But the beauty of what the good news of Jesus Christ is, he enters that courtroom and he's like, Listen, Jamie and Michael, you are the guilty party. 
I'm, I'm going to take your place and penalty for that. So not only does the judge look at you and I and say, you are no longer guilty, but he simultaneously says, you're innocent, which is so hard and humbling knowing that I'm not just like let free to like, okay, clean slate. It's when God sees you, he no longer sees all of that sin and shame, but he sees the beauty of his son because he swapped places with us. And it allows you, it's, it's very humbling. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and, and, and there's a sense of true gratitude. It's like, I want to serve that person. I want to, yeah. I want to become more like that person who walked in the back of that courtroom and forgave yes. me and restored my innocence. Yeah. It's, it's an incredible supernatural thing to be yeah. able to experience that. I know for me personally, because I did pretty much everything wrong for a long time and still do a lot of wrong. I mean, I think that's the other thing that we have a tendency to do yeah. is to, to say, you know, shame is Satan's greatest tool for separating us from each other. Mm. I mean, it's the yeah. it's the way that I mean, shame makes you want to hide. Yes. And when you find that you can 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 express that and have it removed, then you don't walk in shame anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's an incredible gift and it's incredible freedom. So I yeah. think that that uh, that humble gratitude that follows says. I want to live in a way that shows other people that there's a way back. I didn't yeah. know that was a way back. I mm-hmm. was I thought I had already messed up so bad, badly that because uh, I I was into alcohol and drugs. I'm I'm I'm, I'm acting out. I'm being nasty. I'm I'm totally self centered, and you know for the last forty four years I've been journeying back. Yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah. and it's. But I didn't know the way back. And mm-hmm. I think when I found that there was a true way back, I wanted everybody else to know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell everybody, hey, you know, there's yeah. a way back. There's this guy named Jesus. That's and right, yeah. he did some stuff that allows you some the way back. He will show you the way back. Yeah. I wish the unchurched would hear this more often because I've, I've heard so many times in my life, like, I can't go to church because of the hypocrites. Right, like, look at all those people who are saying they're Christians but are acting, you know, a certain way. It's like, if you understood how broken we all are, that like, it, shame on us if we are a church where we are legitimately saying we're perfect and acting different elsewhere. Shame on us. I think one of the things that we have done to set ourselves up for that bad light yeah. is that we've dropped our testimony. We have. Yeah, I mean, I meet yeah. so many people in church who who say, "I'm saved." And I want to say, "From what?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. from what are you yeah. saved? I mean, what yeah. did you do that you needed to be saved mm-hmm. from? You know, yeah. and what are you doing now that you need a continued blessing for? Yeah. You know, I mean, you you know that that you need continuing forgiveness. You're saved, but you need continuing forgiveness because yes. you're still messing up. And I wish people would see that. <laughs> yeah, and you'd like, be okay with that, even yeah. within the the walls of the church saying, yes, we all understand we are saved. It's That Swiss cheese analogy was so good. Like, <laughs> yes, we are saved. We know this gospel truth, but we still got some holes that we got to yeah. clean up, and that's okay. Um, and I think if non-Christians came in and said, oh, wow, Christians aren't perfect. They are not uh, judgmental in the sense that they are higher than thou. 
um, we would, I think we would have a lot more people loving the Jesus that we fell in love with um, because there, there's undeserved grace and we are still on journey and there's forgiveness through everything um, in that. So. So we think that unforgiveness is important. Unforgiveness is is like drinking is, poison and expecting the other person to die. And forgiveness yeah. is the greatest gift that we have for our daily life. Freedom. To walk in unforgiveness mm. is, I mean, to walk in forgiveness is the thing that we are trying to do. And mm-hmm. the more we do it, the more peaceful yeah. we are, the yes. more loving we are, the more vulnerable we are, the more... Yeah. We're able to experience the in- intimacy, the in- intimacy, yeah, that uh, transparency that says, you know what, I'm a human being, and sometimes I mess up, yeah. and sometimes without God's help, I'm pretty well toast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm just not going to make yeah. it. And without the demand of reciprocation, I think that's that needs to everybody needs to remember that we forgive just as He forgave us. There is no extra added caveat. No, we forgive. Because that, that's your that's your 50%. That's your part of the phone call. Own that. Be humble in that. Forgive yourself. Forgive the other person. Kind of let God take that the rest of it. Thanks. Hopefully I'll see you again in our next episode. Yeah, thank you so much, Jamie, for allowing me to be here. <laughs>